Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Welcome to Inside the Comedian with me, David Reed. This week, I'll be interviewing Lucy Porter. Comedian, writer, raconteur, quizzer, jizzer, ghostface killer. <laughs> Lucy Porter, welcome to Inside the Comedian. Oh, thank you for having me. Absolute pleasure. Um, you're famously quite short. I'm sorry to bring that up. I know that it's a bit rude to ask a woman her height. But uh, how, how tall are you? Um, well, uh, I, my playing height yes. is 4 foot 11. Right. But my actual... I mean, everyone has this everyone in the show. Has because this, everyone this has their playing height and their real height. My real height is 6 foot 5. 6 foot 5. Oh, yeah. okay. So you just play small. I play small because I felt that it worked. Yes. At my husband, who you have been inside. I have been inside you your inside husband, yeah. very early, actually. Yes, he was one of my first. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's ever let a man go as deeply inside him as you were. Oh, well, that's nice to hear. Extraordinary. But um, uh, my husband's tall. He does that. Does he play his height or does he play? No, he he is actually very short. Right. So he's four foot 11, but he plays up. He plays to sort of 6'5", sort of 6'6", kind of He does. If he's with Greg Davis, he plays 6'8", just to compete. Right, yeah. (laughs) He's a very competitive man. But, but yeah, so, no, I'm naturally a very tall person, but I felt that, you know, I'd looked at... You know Max Wall, and I thought there's there's someone who plays short, and I like that. Yes. Sandy Toxvig, plays huge very woman, short. huge. huge. I mean, she's enormous. She fills a room. Oh, she fills God. a room. Um, they call her the rain shadow. You know that? They <laughs> it's so big she affects weather systems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's dark suddenly, Mummy. I know Toxvig is near, Toxvig's darling. Here. Toxvig is near. Um, so, d- has has being so tall helped you in your career? Do you think to just sort of get people's attention when you first walk into a room? I do intimidate people. Mm. Yeah, I do. Uh, my favourite technique. So, what I do is it's like gaslighting, really. So, I go into. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. I, it's nice that gaslighting has come to prominence because it's something that I've been studying for years. Right. And um, so, yeah, I go into all and I say, "Give me." A job, right? Right. And then uh, they say, okay, that's fine. And then I go, oh, thanks very much. Oh, oh that's nice. little old me. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's so kind. And then I'm four foot 11. And they're like, what just happened? But but they've promised you a job. But so they've booked a tiny lady. That's it. They've booked yeah. a tiny lady, so that's what they get. Mm. Well, that's, that, that is helpful, then. It's it been is helpful, helpful in many ways. I, I find intimidating as many people as possible behind the scenes, yeah. it is very handy in comedy. Yeah, be as shitty as you can to people on the way up. Yes. 
so that you can be even worse on the way down. So Hit them again on the way down. That's it. That, you've, you've prepared them on the way up. <laughs> yes. And they're like, she can't get any worse, surely. Yeah. And I meet people sometimes, you know, 10 to 15 years after I first encountered them. And this is the beauty of having been in the business for a long time. Mm. And I hear the stories and I hear people say she's the, you know, she's the worst person in show business. I've heard that. I've heard yeah. Lucy Porter, she's the worst person in show business. And I love that. I love to hear it's that. It's nice, that, isn't it? And then it's nice to be the best at something. Well, it is. Yeah. It is, because, you know, I, I mean, too many comedians are genuinely nice. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's only me and Peter Kay who are really keeping <laughs> the... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The flame of... That's right. Yeah. Me, but well, you are a bigger prick than him. So <laughs> I am, um, in every nice. single way. No, I mean, Olivia Coleman's horrible, famously, as well. Who's obviously. that? Olivia Coleman. Yes. Horrible oh, God. But she's done acting. She's horrible in acting. I'm trying to be horrible in comedy. There is space for both of you, I think. Yeah, I think there yeah, is. Yeah, I think so. She's eight foot two. <laughs> yeah, they have to build very big sets mm. Mm. and film from quite far away. Yeah. Well, Broadchurch, David Tennant was actually just sitting on our shoulder for most of it. Right. <laughs> right. And in the favourite, Emma Stone was basically just clinging to the lens. Yeah. <laughs> just to look the same height. That, that's exactly right. Yeah. Famously so. Coleman, Coleman's down the road, drunk. Yeah. She's leaning. If you look closely, she's actually leaning on a bar. She is. At the back. Drunk and abusive. Doing but you her don't lines. really get that because she's so far away. That's it. And then poor Emma Stone, yeah, sort of limpet like, clinging to the lens. That's why, that's why her eyes look so big. Uh, she's right uh, there. <laughs> you know. They're like, is there a hair in the gate? No, it's Emma. It's Emma. Emma's in the gate. Emma's again. in the gate. Yeah. <laughs> now. You, you, um, you grew up in the beautiful, picturesque village of Croydon. I did. Where the streets are paved and... <laughs> um, what did young Lucy Porter get up to? What, 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 what sort oh, of things were you... Oh, hijinks and japes. Hijinks? All kinds. Um, I mean, Croydon... It, uh, people say that Stormzy and his ilk yes. created the uh you know the popular music scene in Croydon but I was there first right <laughs> so grime actually happened in 1980 people just weren't ready for it they weren't ready I was seven mm. and a seven-year-old grime artiste was not apparently what the public appetite was for still isn't in many ways well I know I mm. know I mean I was precocious uh, it was what got me thrown out of the brownies the grime. Yes. My, my wicked beats. Just brown owl couldn't handle. Was she not into the grime? That's a shame. It is a shame I because a lot of brown owls are. They are. A lot of them are into the beats. It's very much uh, a thing. There's a badge in it now, of course. Beats badge? The beats badge. Right. You get the beats badge. Yes. Uh, <laughs> there's the what do you have to do to get the beats badge? You have to do all that grime stuff. You all know, the grime. All that shit, yeah. <laughs> Everything involved you in grime. You know the grime, like from A to Z. We're getting Z. into real specifics here, people. Just the grime. Do try and keep up. But yeah. All the stuff they do in the grime. That all of the, all like, of literally, it. Literally, you know, like the 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 that the, bit, the beginning the grime of it. Beginning the beginning bit, of the grime. And then it goes grimier. In the middle, yeah. And then you go, it can't get any grimier. How and then it at the end, grimier? oh, so grimy. And that's how grimy you have to get. In the brownies now, you have to get, to get your badge. Ten grimy. That's quite a lot of stress to get just it to get a is, badge. It is. It was only the hostess badge when I was young, but now right, which, which had no grime in it at all. Depends how mucky you were, really, right, when yeah. you made the cup of tea for the old person. But that's yeah. hostessing, is it? That's hostessing. 
because I was thinking of air hostessing, and I thought that was quite <laughs> probably prohibitively expensive for the brownies. You did need quite rich parents for that one. It yeah. was like the pony trekking badge. It was like, yeah, you right. had to have... I mean, if you didn't have those rents, you could do hostessing in um, a Soho cocktail bar. <laughs> uh, and that was the option my mum and dad chose. And I think that's very much why I'm where we are today, really. Right. You were ahead of the curve by the time I you... I was. I was in the Sunset Strip, age eight. Classy place. So and here's, I've got lovely girls. I've got lovely girls. They're all very clean. I didn't know what it meant. I didn't know what it meant. They're all positive words. Lovely, they, clean. Exactly. Girls. Exactly. Shiny girls. Yes. I said, they'll do anything you want. I, you know, I thought that meant make you a cup of tea. Right. Uh, help you cross the road. Um, I've never seen that outside the Sunset Strip. <laughs> no. No. I don't know what crossing the road would be in that environment. In that, in, no, no, what euphemism that. <laughs> crossing know. streams, I can imagine, but I don't know yeah. what crossing the road. Anyway. Crossing the road. Uh, but yeah, so I got... I got no. that hostessing badge. Oh, well done. And, and, and was, the, was the brownies influential in your, in your childhood, do you think? Incredibly so. Or was you, right. Uh, so my Edinburgh poster this year, I'm dressed as a brownie. That's right. Uh, and that is actually what I've done, is I've taken a photo of me yes. and aged it up. Right. Because that's the, that's the way we all do our Edinburgh posters as well. Another peek behind the curtain. That's right. Um, yeah, you don't get your photo taken. No. Photographers are far too expensive uh, in 2019. So what we do is we take all of our rubbish photos we have in drawers from, uh, from the 80s and 90s yeah. and then Photoshop them to make our child faces look as sort of tired and cynical as they are yeah. now. <laughs> That's basically it. Yeah, it? you do. You see, I mean, if you do look at Edinburgh Posters, it's lovely because you see the sort of tiny frightened eyes often of yeah. a child. That's right. In the face of someone who is in Brooks Bar until four in the morning. That's right. <laughs> And it's why everyone's Edinburgh posters look quite airbrushed yeah. and, and false these days. <laughs> you know, that, yes. I do mine on an Etch-a-Sketch. Do you? Yeah. That must take a while. <laughs> it does. Yeah. But it stops me having to write the show. That's true. Because so, uh, if you go wrong, you're just like, oh! <laughs> shake that! Just shake my face! Shake my face! Shake start again. Yeah. Well, no. In fact, I write my whole show on an Etch-a-Sketch. Do you? Yeah. And I'm bringing out a novel. On an etch On etch sketches yeah. Now, is that is that a chapter in Etch-a-Sketch, or, or do you do the whole novel on it? Because that's, some, that's some fine finger work. It's, um, well, I've just finished the first draft. Right. Excitingly. I um, hope you've left it somewhere stable. <laughs> <laughs> it's, well, I've stored it in my children's bouncy castle. Because <laughs> I thought they won't be on it in this weather, will they? They won't no. be in the garden. Uh, yeah, at the moment. Well, because so. you've got an indoor bouncy castle. <laughs> yeah. yeah, in yeah. the bouncy room. Yeah, we, we have the bouncy room. But yeah, no, so the novel currently, it's on 365 etch sketches Right. Um, will it be, will it be published day. in that format? Yes, or it will. It, yeah. it won't be transcribed at any point? No, 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 no. I think it's important to keep true. So I will be uh, individually etch sketching How many copies do you hope to sell of this book? Um, I... Well, I mean, how, how many copies does a book normally sell? Five? God, yeah, five. <laughs> I'd say you can get into the, the Amazon top 20 by selling five or six books. <laughs> yes, days. okay. Yeah. Well, that's good, because I think I've got about five well, or six. Well, I've been here before, me. you just go, oh, screw this. I could contract <laughs> it out, I suppose. Yeah. I could get someone with... I could get the children to do 
Oh, they're, they're that good, are they? They wouldn't get distracted and suddenly just sort of do a sort of misshapen donkey no, in the middle no, of no. it or something? No, I've trained them up pretty oh, well. Oh, great. Yeah, great. Yeah, they do a lot of stitching. Good. <laughs> More children need a vacation early, that's what I think. <laughs> and surgery is the perfect one. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> they're very ahead of the curve. They aren't are. They? They are, but, you know, I think if you're going to have surgery, it's nice to see a fresh face. Yes, that's true. Mm. Also, I feel a lot safer around the house if I know that my toddler could do a tracheotomy on me at, at any moment. Yes. You know, yes. without without even a second's thought. Bang! That's Biro right. in the throat. That's right. What no, mummy, no, mummy, I'm, I'm cutting down first and then across. Yeah, that's yeah. what they do. They're that's what they good. say. So, you were... Um, so that's Croydon. Um, <laughs> so you, I read somewhere you were educated by nuns. Now that sounds very exciting. Um, it, was it as are nuns as sort of humorous as they appear in nearly every film of the seventies and eighties? <laughs> well, a lot of the nuns that educated me were actually in Dave Allen's sketches. Oh right, okay. Yeah. Well, what in the past, sort of retired nuns. <laughs> yes. A school for retired comedy nuns. They were co comedy nuns. Some of them were porno nuns. Right, of course. You never knew which ones you were going to get. Are the other main nun genre. <laughs> yes, that's right. So yeah. if it was the comedy nuns, you yes. were in for a good laugh. If it was the porno nuns, you'd learn something you didn't know. Right. And then once around Christmas, a religious nun. Yeah. The worst kind of nun. Well, it was always a relief to get a religious nun. Oh, really? Actually, yeah. It was like, tell us about God, please. Don't show us anything. Yeah, yeah. Sick of seeing all the bits and, and, you know, and them doing the joke about the candles. Just endlessly. It was always, oh, you know, they'd always say, oh, do you want me to ride on a bike down a cobbled street? Those comedy. They'd always like, oh, should we get into the bath with a bar of soap? And I'd be like, no. No, please just We've teach us something. Just, I want to learn about oh. hell. Yeah, Wednesday afternoons, cobbled street <laughs> bath time again. Yeah. <laughs> oh, bloody nuns. Well, no, that sounds that sounds awful, actually. It was, I mean, it did leave me, um, with, uh, you know, with a hunger for religion, mm. which I have pursued my whole life. Right, so you found, you found religion there with the comedy and porn nuns. I did, right. I did. I found God, I've kept God. I, I could give him away. Don't do that. But I'm not going to. No, you keep him for yourself. I'm keeping God to myself. Yeah. Yes. Did that did that influence uh, your desire to go into comedy, that you were now a religious person in your youth? Yes, and I thought I can bring my message, and my nun jokes, to the world. To the world. I mean, there's if there's one thing that people in Britain love, it's for their comedians to be deeply religious. Yes. <laughs> It's a massive help. It's massive a massive help. help being a very religious woman. Yes. Those two things have combined. Enormously tall, very <laughs> religious woman. If you'd like to see Inside the Comedian recorded live, we'll be at the Edinburgh Festival from the 19th to the 23rd of August. Tickets are now on sale from pleasants.co.uk. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips and adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. You, you, you went on to a red brick university. Uh, which one was that? Was the, it was Manchester, Manchester University. That's, that's right. The one uh, where presumably you met no one of consequence. Um, <laughs> who could help you in your career, anyway? I mean, no. 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 Um, so, what did you what did you study? What did you study? Um, I studied uh, religion. Religion, right? So you kept it. You kept it going. I kept it going. You wanted to find out more. You were hungry. I, I, I mean, I waned a little bit at that point. Right. I, thought I lost my faith for about ten minutes. Ten minutes. Yeah. During uh, matriculation, or it was. No, I think it was during, um, it was a hockey match. Oh, right. <laughs> Just like, oh, I quite like hockey, actually. I this is better than God in many ways, mm. isn't it? There's sticks. <laughs> um, but it was I temporary. mean, God has two sticks, doesn't he? <laughs> he but does. So where, when did the comedy enter your life then at this, at this point? So you had hockey for ten minutes. So you were like, actually, religion, I was right in the first place. Yeah, and I then comedy, comedy, rather than expressing myself through hockey. Yes. I thought I'll go through comedy. Right. So what were your what were your first gigs like? What was what was that? Well, the lovely thing about being in Manchester was, um, of course, the locals in Manchester um, liked nothing more than to hear a twenty-two-year-old woman from London <laughs> talking. Famously. Yeah. So that was. It. I mean, the the love of the Mancunian people for students mm. is <laughs> absolutely it's extraordinary. Yes. If if you're not feeling like you're getting enough love in Manchester, yeah. put on a scarf or talk loudly in public somewhere. Yes, um, yes, yes. Toby, Toby! Just do that. You'll immediately be handed a scone or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. All right, I'm your student. Fucking brilliant. That's right. That's, that's the accent that I used to do. <laughs> they love that as well. They absolutely love that. Just showing they a did. bit of respect for the culture. Exactly. Yes, I, I, I went to, uh, to a Scottish university and they were quite the same. Yeah. Quite the same there. They absolutely loved you doing their, their accent at them. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Your honeyed tones. That's right, yes. Saying, oh, I'm a postman from Leith or whatever the That's thing, right. you, the bit you used to do. I used to do a bit about, about um, how all Scottish people were postmen from Leith. <laughs> um, you sort of had to be there. It was very of its time, sort of, <laughs> sort of 2006, 2007 sort of thing. It, there were a lot of postmen in the news. Yeah, um, it was a boom time for postman-based comedy, wasn't it? Was. It was. There was uh, it the Far Show character... The bewildered postman. The bewildered postman. He he he'd come along and and, and so I probably ripped it off that. You to might be have done because Big Train had the angry postman. They had the angry postman. Didn't they did. They? I did the religious postman. How did that go down? Not well. No. Not well. No. No. It turns out that that wasn't really what the public had an appetite for. They loved the postman bit, and they were like, "We love the fact that you're a six foot tall man. How tall was I again? Six foot five tall man. You were, yeah. Very tall man playing a postman. We enjoy that." Not so much because the, so the, the letters religion. would all be about God, and I'd hand them out, and I'd be like, "Oh, have you have you had the post?" Oh. And they'd be like, "Oh, is it about? It's about God again, isn't it's it?" It's about God. Yeah. It's got pictures and everything, yeah. illustrations. It's God playing hockey. <laughs> it's a powerful image. It's powerful. <laughs> Who would he play with? Himself? <laughs> no, God shouldn't play with himself. But <laughs> that's one of the first things the nuns probably taught you. <laughs> Not my nuns, but the, the Christmas no, nun. The yeah. Christmas nun. The Christmas nun had to undo a lot of the work that had been right. done so for the rest of the What year. have they said? <laughs> right. Sit down. Forget all of that. Yes. Um, so, yeah. So you, you, you tried, you tried uh, doing the, your postal-based comedy in Manchester, <laughs> and, and sort of the, the bug bit you, did it? That was exciting. It was exciting. <coughs> it was the 90s, um, so it was there was a big comedy scene in Manchester. Right. Um, there were people like Terry Funny. Terry Funny. <laughs> Very clever, ahead of, ahead of his time, Terry Funny. He was. What he did, that most people don't appreciate, is yep. he put what he was in his name. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that was uh, funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Also, his, his suit was made of terry cloth as well, wasn't it? So, <laughs> it, was. so it was a sort of double, double handed. Yeah. What, whatever happened to Terry Funny? What's gone? He was too absorbent. He was too absorbent. <laughs> you can't be too absorbent as a comedian. You've got to sort of be able to, to brush things off. You know, yeah, things have got to roll right. off you a bit more. You take that. every piece of criticism to heart. You do, and yeah. his tears eventually soaked through. Oh. The tears of a clown made him too heavy. That's right. He just for could, any stage. Couldn't could leave the club. Falling through the stage. Oh. Yeah. So it was. Um, that was. Yeah. It was a sad demise. What a shame, because you know, in his day, he was quite funny. His postman routine, actually. Excellent. The cloth postman. The cloth postman, yes. That was a good one, the absorbent postman. Right. Because people were like, we've not seen that. We've not seen a postman who's also absorbent. Yeah. <laughs> no, we haven't seen that, therefore this is good. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's what audiences it. like. That's audiences that's do, well, they no. like the new, the confusing. Yes. The, the, the ill-conceived and not quite thought through, that's what they <laughs> love. Yes. They Nothing. love to see people stumble through to the end. <laughs> Preferably drunk, I Preferably found. drunk. Preferably drunk. They go, oh, that's brilliant. That's oh. brilliant. That, 
incoherent, shambling drunk. Thank you for indulging yourself in my presence. <laughs> That's right. On and my I'm, dime. I'm Thank you for doing that. Happy I paid £15 to see yes. this, they say. They Absolutely. come up to you afterwards and they say, I wouldn't have wanted it slicker. No. Who, <laughs> who killed the postman routine, do you think? Because that's gone now. You won't see somebody do a, want a letter? He's, oh, no. this, old, this old thing. I think it was um, Paddy McGuinness's definitive take on it. I mean, he will be celebrated forevermore. For the Paddy McGuinness postman. No boxy, no posty. No boxy, <laughs> no boxy, no posty. Yeah. No, that's what he used to say, and it would just bring the place down. No boxy, no posty. And, and even afterwards, as you're still sort of crying in the street, you'd be like, it didn't really make sense, but <laughs> it, it just it just worked, didn't it? It, was it just did. Incredible. It did. And once the definitive take on something is out there, yeah. Then. It's gone. Yeah. Everything else is a pale imitation. That's it. That's, that's it. it. So I ditched. That was the point where I ditched it. And you know, I thought I'm just going to be a woman telling jokes. Right. And that's is that popular? Does that no. Get, no. No. <laughs> God no. I mean, that was in the 90s. That I mean, yeah. It was. Uh, it was hated to a level that I think we find hard to understand. Right. These days. These days. Yeah. But um, yeah, no. Things have moved on. But do you think people are intimidated by a funny woman? Do you think? Do you think that's true, or, yeah, or is that just sort of like a bottle of old horse piss that's slowly <laughs> curdling in a shed somewhere? Is that not, as Delicious an opinion? I mean, I don't mean literally. Fermented horse piss. Yeah. Is is uh, are people intimidated? Do you think, or is it something else? Is it another reason they hate you? I think it's. <laughs> there, there's. I mean, they hate me mostly because of the religion. Right. But. Uh, but hockey I've noticed it's. You're not the only uh, woman doing comedy that that, that people have despised. No. Well, it's funny. I think it all dates back. So when I started doing comedy, um, it was it was still banned widely. Yes. So we kind of had to do it secretly under the radar. That's right. And, and, and many women dressed as men just to get a career in comedy. I know. And some of them haven't been able to come out, which is sad. Right. Lee Mack is still... Lee Mack. <laughs> Short for Leanne. Yes. <laughs> And she is so sensitive, so tender. And that side of her doesn't really no. come out as much as it might. No. Not that I'm saying that, you know, all women are. No, no, no. But, you know, she to this day girlish. hides behind this fragile, pathetic facade of being northern. Yeah. <laughs> and it just doesn't. Whereas the postmistress from Sussex that she actually is. Right. I mean, obviously, she couldn't talk about the postmistress no. bit because that's Stop. over. But, um, but yeah, being a, a woman from Sussex... Uh, you know, she's lost that. People feeling. weren't ready, but she she should come out now. She could well because now you are um, allowed to have more than one woman on panel shows, which of course when I started it was banned. Yes. It was a very strict. It was a very strict zero women policy. That's right. That's right. And people, if you went above that level, th there would be hell to pay. Well, I tell you what, it was. It's actually. I mean, b you know, people say, oh, there should be more women on panel shows, but actually what happened I've was... I've never heard anyone say that. <laughs> Do you know, actually, neither have I. No. But we assume someone has somewhere. I think I was just mad. Right, yeah. Yeah, that was one of my visions. But yeah, the yeah, um, <laughs> thing is, it does come from a very good place because there was an occasion in the 1980s where they did have... They had Marty Kane and Faith Brown right. on the same episode of Blankety Blank. Right. And um, I think... That was the day that President Reagan was 
assassin. Oh, you know, they attempted to assassinate. Attempted to be assassinated. Attempted, yes. yeah. That I couldn't really remember the news story, but yeah. Um, yeah. No, but he, he, someone shot at him, didn't they? Someone shot so at him. So they blamed Blankety Blank, did they? Yeah. Well, he said, I think what was it? Hinkley was it? He said, "I'm doing this because of what I've just seen on BBC on, One." On BBC One. <laughs> yes, I saw two women. Bang. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. So that's kind of what happened, and then. So but we've moved on. There's, there's been so few shootings based on the number of women on panel shows recently. I mean, the numbers have dropped to only four or five a year now. <laughs> so, you know, people, are, people have got more used to it. It's become normalised. I, I mean, think. it's still too... Uh, yeah. I mean, it's difficult because you think, I, you know, I like seeing more women on panel shows. Yeah. But is it to blame for ISIS? Right. <laughs> I, do, I do want a career, but... Do all those people have to die? Yeah. <laughs> Just so I can tell my nun jokes. It's yeah, a difficult. Yeah. It's, it a, it's difficult. a conundrum that we all wrestle with every day, David. Right. Well, that's very difficult for you. And in a way, it's kind of, you know, the Lee Max of this world, like David Mitchell. Yes. Everyone on Would I Lie To You, they're all women. Yes. But they have bravely stayed in. And I think to avoid bloodshed is the reason they've done it. Right. That. Ironic, they're on Would I Lie To You as well. Yes. <laughs> Often the way, isn't it? The right. biggest lie of the all is of hiding all in plain is sight. The show. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Well, look, I'm g I'm glad things have changed. You know, let's not say for the better. No. Because of all no. the deaths. But let's say, <laughs> let's say for the difference. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and I mean, people. Yes, people die because of women. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lucy Porter, thank you for letting <laughs> us inside you. <laughs> Lucy Porter. Thank you. That was the last in this current series of Inside the Comedian. For all the latest news and live recording dates, please go to mrdavidreed.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. <laughs> 